As you know, my name is Robert Kirby III. Um, I'm an author and an illustrator, an artist of um, many different types, um, many different mediums. Um, I enjoy doing professional portraits, and um, you know, I do wedding portraits, and I do family portraits. Um, I also like to do comic strips. Um, I've invented a wide variety of different um, characters and different comic strips. I'm really into um, character development, and um, it's a lot. It's fun to be creative and share my talents with the world. And um, I just recently got into self-publishing when I wrote the book, and um, it's a very exciting time in my life because um, for years I've been developing developing a wide variety of different characters and different storylines and different books. And now that I found out the power of self-publishing, I'm really um, looking forward to actually sharing a lot of that stuff with the world, you know? Oh, absolutely. We're going to get into that a little more as as we go along. The book, I read it, and it was a very pleasant reading with great illustrations which made it, to me, definite must-have our children's library have this book. Is illustrations your favorite kind of art, or what kind of art do you enjoy creating the most? Well, the kind of art that I enjoy creating the most would be more of the, the cartoon and comic strip um, variety. Um, when I was younger... I used to enjoy drawing the characters of Warner Brothers and Disney and, you know, went through my Bugs Bunny and my Mickey Mouse phase, and I would always try to um, imitate the great ones. And um, I just got to a certain point in time in my life when I actually started trying to develop my own characters and my own cartoon universe. And um, I made a vow to myself that I would no longer um, try to imitate the great ones. Instead, I would try to become great myself by building my own cartoon universe. So at about the age of 15, I really got serious and I really started to catalog my characters and um, build upon the same things that I had already developed throughout the years and it's great now looking back at some of the characters and going back and looking at some of my old artwork and seeing the evolution of the characters from the um the ideas that I had when I was 15 and now at 36 you know revisiting a lot of that stuff again and again and again and what being able to see the evolution of my own characters like for example if you go back and you look at a uh, uh, 50s Mickey Mouse and you see how they drew it back then and then you go back and look at the modern day version you can obviously see the evolution of the characters so I was able to experience that firsthand with my own creations absolutely and uh, you did a wonderful job but again just keep in mind that most of us artists started like that I am like Renaissance and so when I went to art I went to a Renaissance art school, and that's where they started out. We had to draw the eye of David, the thinker. We had to draw the flower of, you know, of the different artists, of, you know, 
Gauguin and all of them. So we all started basically in the same way. And then we got into our own development, right. like you're saying. I paint what I want to paint, you know. I like right. to put people into certain situations. Very good. And I'm sure that our audience or some who have artists out there, they can actually identify with that as well. Your comic format, Robert, is well-constructed. Where do you get your inspiration for your comic characters? Um, a lot of my inspiration, you know, comes from my, my, my creativity in general. But some okay. of my inspiration comes from, you know, life. You know, I'm yeah. from the city of Baltimore. Um, I get some of my inspiration from some of the things that I see out in the street. Even though it may be negative, um, sometimes violent, or you know, sometimes um, I may tr- I may touch on drug addiction or drug abuse, things of that nature. But I try to make it sat- satirical, and I try to find you know the humor and the satire in it, so that you know people can even look at something negative and try to get like a, a softer side of it, you know, because at the end of the day, it's a cartoon or a comic strip, and you want to make people laugh and give people a little chuckle. So I try to take some of those negative things, which is a challenge, to take negative things oh. and try to find a humor inside of it. So um, I really enjoy doing that. And um, oh, and you do a great job of it. I don't, this is your show, so I need to keep quiet. But I have to comment. <laughs> As an artist, of course, we see eye to eye because we have a third eye, you know? And with that third eye, I did the same thing. I saw a picture in the newspaper of a person who possibly overdosed on a drug, and they went to Fox Topper dead. He didn't give a positive story about the life of the person. He took that to people. Right. That were in the audience, and of course, you know, have some of them. They were always trying to put the ugliest picture. Exactly. So to I get that, that sensationalized. So I do that a it was lot. a casket. You know, right. find those instances where it's a dark and gloomy situation. Yeah. And you kind of try to, it's like kind of that laugh at my pain type of feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I try to find those situations where people can kind of find some humor in a dark and gloomy situation. You know, they say laughter is the best medicine. So, right. you know, if you can make people laugh, you know, you can change the world with laughter a lot of times. So it's a lot of um, negative things going on in the city of Baltimore when it comes to, you know, drug abuse and drug addiction and things of that nature. So um, I really do challenge myself artistically to find the humor and, and, and things of that nature. Um, I have a comic strip. Uh, I'll just talk about it briefly. It's it's called Dibbing and Dabbing, and um, it's you a, can it's talk about adult, it as long as you care to. <laughs> it, it's an adult comic strip, and it's called Dibbing okay. and Dabbing, and um, it's the life of an addict and his day to day struggle to to get his fix. And it's gritty. It's gritty, but. It, 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 I found a lot of humor and a lot of real life things that's going on here in Baltimore City. You know, you know, one minute, you know, he may be panhandling; the next minute, he may be pickpocketing, and, and it's real and, and it's funny, but it's real. And that's just to give you just a taste of, you know, some of the um, 
the avenues that I'm that I'm willing to delve into when it when it comes to my comic strips and my you know and then you know I do a lot of stuff you know that's for that's for children you know that's you know cute and and, and wholesome and educational and I just try to be versatile and I just try to have a wide variety of um different comic strips and I know I may um you know ruffle some feathers or rub some people the wrong way but you know when it comes to being creative I don't I don't put any walls up or any barriers up I just I just go with the flow go with the flow right and 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 um like I said you're doing a great job and later on we're going to discuss how we can get that out there because now anything I can do to help as an artist I certainly will help you but we're going to talk about that in a minute. But like I said, back to the positivity of something that seems negative to most people, people can learn from that. In my painting, I had to cast it with a flag drug over it. Now, who do you know within that casket? It could be a war hero. It could be a son or a daughter. And the people in the background, I changed them. Grieving. But in their grieving, you could... I like to, to do the eyes, you know, and I've sold that painting for quite a bit of money because somebody right. identified with it. Also, Robert, it is said that writing can be very stressful. You have writer's block and all that sort of indication. What do you like the most about being an author as well as an illustrator? <clears throat> well, what I like most about being an author is... um the challenges that writing present, you know, as opposed to the challenges that that are presented artistically. Um, you know, for example, taking an illustration and trying to put it into words has always been something that I enjoyed. Um, I enjoy writing poetry, um, do a little bit of songwriting, and... Um, Writing has always been an avenue that I could use um, to relieve stress, you know, just to um, express myself. Um, sometimes I write and I don't even share the writing with anybody. It's just more therapeutic, you know. Um, yeah. I'm one of those type of people that, you know, I'll scribble on a napkin, a little piece of little piece of scratch paper. Just always writing and challenging myself, and it's like practice makes perfect. And the more you write, the better you get at it. Um, really trying to develop a style of writing. Um, like people have a style of music. Some people's style of music can be can become so distinct that you can hear a melodic tone and you can automatically connect it to a certain artist. Um, one note. I want my Sometimes I want my writing note. to be that distinct. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoy writing, and I enjoy trying to develop a writing style that can be distinctive and that can be recognized, you know, amongst my fans and amongst my readers. Excellent. That's excellent, and that's what you should do when you are creative. I enjoyed reading, and like I said, Jacob gets the spanking, Robert. It was a valuable tool in realizing the importance of positive guidance. What made you write a book about Spanky? <laughs> um, uh -oh. good question. <laughs> a good question. Um, I wrote the book. 
I wrote really I wrote the book because I was trying to select a timeless topic. I mean, okay. I know that's a brief that's a brief answer, but that's the true answer. I was I was trying to write a book about a topic that I thought would just be absolutely timeless. You know, I really wanted a book that would just really stand the test of time. Um, I really thought about just the most simple books that I remember growing up, like Three Little Pigs or, you know, any nursery rhymes like Jack and Jill or, you know, you know Goldilocks. And, you know, I wanted to have a story that could stand the test of time like those stories have stood the test of time. You know what and I mean? Like it transcends, I, I, too. Say that again? It transcends. Right, exactly. It'll be forever. Exactly. That issue will be forever. Right. I think oh. you've accomplished it. I really do. <laughs> what we're going to do right now is just take a little break, and I'll be back in exactly 15 seconds. Let's get loose. This trend. Yeah. That, that, that. What up, y'all? I just came yeah. to your city to serve What up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Show me love. Hi. Uh, hop off the plane to a new show what up? And all the shorties, they be waiting on me Thugs packing they pistols <laughs> But ain't nobody aiming on me. me Got a pocket full of fresh dough Welcome back. This is Andale Banks, your host of Wish Upon a Star. I want to thank you so much for listening. We are broadcasting on BBSRadio.com, Station 2. You can also listen to our previous broadcast in the archive link, and we welcome comments and suggestions at musicradio34 at gmail.com. Again, we welcome comments and suggestions for topics at musicradio34 at gmail.com. Our guest today is Robert Kirby III, author and illustrator of Jacob Get a spanking. We're going to continue our question and ask Robert, how would you describe Jacob Get a spanking? Would it be fiction or nonfiction or a combination of both? <laughs> there you go. Give me the, I forgot to know the story, but go ahead. <laughs> it's definitely a combination of both. Okay. Um, it's definitely not a true story, but it's based on a true story or based on real-life events. So, yeah, to answer your question, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mixture. It's a mixture of both. I know, because when you sniggled, I can remember, oh, boy, I'm going to get a show one day for me. And I'm going <laughs> to tell you some of them spanking-type stories that we all probably could identify when we were naughty. But back yeah, in those days, you weren't as naughty as these kids today. But you know what I mean. I've done, um, once I published a book, um, I went around <clears throat> in the community. I mean, I really got out here with this book, and I went out here in the community, and I started talking to people. I would have the book in my hand, and I would have my camera rolling a lot of time. And I would talk to people, and I would interview people on the street, and I would question them about corporal punishment and about spanking. I show them the book, say, hey, look, I'm from Baltimore. I'm a self-published author. You know, um, 
this is my book, Jacob Gets a Spanking. And um, I'm just out here and I'm just asking people, are they are they for or are they against spanking? And, you know, some people would actually allow me to um, interview them. If you go on my YouTube channel or you type in Robert Kirby III, type in Jacob Gets a Spanking interview, you'll get to see how extensively I've been interviewing people and asking people about corporal punishment and about spanking and getting different views, um, young people, older people, um, different um, ethnic backgrounds. Um, I work near university, so um, there's a um, very diverse group of people in that area. So if you check out some of the um, interviews, you'll get to see, like, how people really feel about the topic and really proof that it's a timeless um, issue. So, yeah, I've been really out there... um, going around um, speaking to people and interviewing people and asking them about corporal punishment or instead of just asking them, you know, are they for corporal punishment or against it, sometimes I get more direct and I ask them to share a personal experience with me about being disciplined growing up. And you'll be surprised how passionate the responses are that I get from people when they when they go into detail about experiences they had with their mom or with their dad growing up and being disciplined. So Jacob gets a spanking, you know, it really touches on those memories and those experiences that people had growing up and being taught right from wrong by their parents. If you ask somebody, you know, tell me a story about when you were disciplined growing up, Oh, my goodness, they go into it, and they, oh, I was sneaking in the door at 2 a.m., and I cut on the light, and my daddy was sitting on the couch with the belt in his hand. You know, you get those type of real stories when you ask people about being disciplined. It's been fun. It's been exciting, you know, with the book and and, and seeing, like, the emotion and the that it that it gets from people when when you ask them about those experiences. So check it out. Go on YouTube and type in Jacob gets a spanking and you'll see a wide variety of um interviews of people that I've talked to uh, uh, about this issue and um I'm not finished yet. I'm going to be doing more interviews. I'm going to try interview my mom if possible, maybe even interview myself. You know, so be looking out for that in the near future too, as well. It, it, it's exciting, and marketing the book, you know, is a is a big part of um, putting out a book. So part of my marketing strategy is to, um, you know, talk to people and, and, and get those those experiences and those real life accounts from people. And I think that can help um, draw attention towards my my cause of um, educating people and and my objective of being a successful author at the same time. So, yeah. All right. You've incorporated several other questions, but we're going to go over the questions again, and we're going to outline where we can. Uh, What I do, my guess, of course, I do full research well, and I did research you, uh, and I did look at all of the interviews, and, and like you said, we're going to repeat that so that our audience can go and look at some of the interviews, and then possibly they can make a comment in your comments on Twitter as to some of their, you know, experiences right. in, in that. History tells us, Robert, in the book of Proverbs, he that spares the rod hath his child and loveth him, but he that loveth him and does not correct him, 
should be that he hateth him. Or rather, in 21st century terms, it says, he who spares the rod spoils the child. What do you say to those that are openly against the theme of what your book is promoting? Um, <clears throat> I mean, to each his own. And I've I, obviously I've been back and forth about that issue with a lot of different people, and um, it is biblical, you know. Um, to those people, I always ask them, "What is your main form of punishment for teaching a child right from wrong in the event that they do?" need to be disciplined. Exactly. To, pe- to people that choose not to physically spank their children, I always ask them, well, what is your main form of discipline or punishment when it comes to teaching a child right from wrong? And you can go on and on and on, and and, and sometimes children are young enough that they don't even quite grasp the language yet you know what i mean so that's that's an issue yeah. too like age age is an issue you know because some people suggest that you should just talk to your kids you know you can just talk to them but when you're talking about you know toddlers one two three years old when they just learning how to speak you know they don't always understand everything verbally you know so Sometimes physical discipline can be a helpful tool. And I just try to teach people that it's not always negative. The people that choose not to physically discipline their kids is because they see nothing but negativity in in, in physical and corporal punishment. So, um, but basically I would get three three, uh, main responses. Um, from people in in my research and in my interview process, I got three main responses that were consistent. I will tell you this. The the number one response was physical discipline. Most people were were for it that I interviewed personally. Um, But overall, I would get three main responses. The first one would be verbal, um, lecture, yelling, things of that nature, trying to send a message, you know, through words um, from parent to child. And then the second form of discipline, that I, the answer that I got a lot, would be um, taking away things or punishment, making them stay in their room, taking away things that, that they like, um, video games, computers, toys, um, electric devices, things of that nature. Um, and then the third one would be actual physical discipline. Um, you know, a belt, a hand, <laughs> a switch, a slipper, a variety of different answers that I got from a variety of different people that I asked the questions. But three main things that parents use to discipline their kids, verbal, um, punishment, taking away of things, and then the most severe will be actual physical discipline. And that and that varies between age of the child, the severity of the incident, 
and you know, um, is it a repeat offense? You know that it varies. So, you know, um, to each his own. Long as you're trying to teach your kids, and long as you're trying to correct them, you know, I guess your heart is in the right place. Um, how severe it has to be is up to the parent, and every situation is different. Um, I don't think it's a right or wrong way to do it. Um, the Bible does suggest that you do it. So um, I will follow the word <laughs> if you ask me. But, you know, um, it's it's plenty of people that weren't physically disciplined that, that, that grew up to be highly successful and fine. And um, it's plenty of people that were physically disciplined that grew up to be successful as well. So, you know, to each his own. Just love your children. Try to raise your children. Try to teach them to the best of your ability. Um, and a lot of that is going to have to do with your your upbringing. So a lot of these things are um, um, passed down from generation to generation. You know, most 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 people will try. From what I found, most people will try to treat their kids somewhat similar to the way that their parents raised them. So um, you know, some people weren't too comfortable with the way they were raised by their parents, so they decided to switch the methods up and do their own thing. But most people are pretty comfortable with the with their upbringing, and they're proud of the way that their parents raised them, so they try to bring their kids up in a similar fashion. Um, that's what I found just throughout the people that I've talked to. Not everybody, but the majority of people seem to be happy with the way that they were disciplined by their parents, and they try to instill those same values into their children. Now, there are rare instances where somebody will say, you know, I thought my parents were a little too extreme, or, you know, they were a little too hard on me, and I'm not going to raise my children that way. I get that sometimes. So, you know, it's a variety of it out there. It's a lot of different suggestions out there. And Jacob Gets a Spanking, which I'll say it's available now on Amazon.com. You can go right now. You can download it. Um, Jacob Gets a Spanking, it actually touches on all three aspects. It touches on the verbal. It touches on the punishment, removing things, and it touches on the physical aspect. But it also gives you an alternative when you take things away and when you put, you have to put something in its place. So you really should go download the ebook on Amazon.com. Jacob gets a spank and read it with your kids and use it as a tool, a learning tool, to um to help them see the different ways that they can be disciplined it's a it's a it's a progressive thing you know it starts off small and then they work their way up to a spanking you know you don't go around just spanking kids you know it's a progressive thing just like in real life you know in the legal system it'll be progressive and after a while they'll be looking at your priors you know so you have to try to teach your children at a young age you know that the more you misbehave, the worse things will get for you. Ultimately, that's how it is in real life. So the book really touches on that. So go check it out. Definitely go check it out. Um, go check out the videos on YouTube first, and um, kind of kind of get in the mode to talking about the situation, and then maybe maybe you'll um, check the book out after that.
excellent. That was an excellent dissertation on exactly what this issue is. When we come back, Robert, we're going to also talk about some of the things that you've mentioned in the book and to see whether or not we can compare that to what we are having today. So we're going to take another 15-second break, and we'll be right back. This is Arendelle Banks, your host of Wish Upon a Star. Again, thanks for listening. And we're broadcasting on bbsradio.com, Station 2. You can listen to our previous broadcast in the archive link. We welcome comments and suggestions at musicradio34 at gmail.com. Again, any comments and suggestions, even for topics, at musicradio34 at gmail.com. We can also be heard and seen on Facebook, iTunes, and some advertisements on Craigslist. We're going to return back to our guest, Robert Kerbridge III, author and illustrator of his great children's book, Jacob Gets a Spanking. Robert, in the book, and what you have just gave us, the three possible categories of possible disciplinary actions and the analysis that people have made on this particular controversial topic. One of verbal, one of takeaway, and another one of physical, which I thought was this absolutely marvelous way of explaining this profound situation that we are also maybe experiencing now. We know in the past we were taught if you touch the stove, what would happen? You get burned. You get burned. That was not disciplinary, but it was a point that in order for the person to understand the child, because you had spoke of age, which I thought was an extremely good point, that can the child actually understand the reason you're doing that in your verbal punishment uh, issue. Past disciplinary actions you spoke of, which is also true. I'm not going to treat my children like my parents treated me. But then, too, because the issues of the day are stronger for most adults, working, taking care of a family, their punishment may be a little stronger. So I think our audience needs to know that. It also means the level of punishment if you use physical that you're going to give your child. The government steps in a lot of times, and we don't want that. We don't want the government to tell us how to raise their children like they took prayer out of school, because the government probably will do that. Also, as we mentioned, Robert, there needs to be more positive writing for our children, like Jacob gets a spanking, which gives a message. Do, can we look for that possibly that we will have other books like this with, with a theme about the controversy that we see in our society? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. You can look for for me. You're always going to get this type of um, stuff from me. 
um, personally, when it comes to Jacob, um, I plan on making it a series. I mean, briefly, I talked about, you know, some of those stories that I read growing up and how they stuck with me into my adult age. You grew up, you shared some of those same stories with your kids. So with Jacob, um, the possibilities are endless. Um, I'm looking at really branding it and and really turning it into a nice building a, a Jacob brand. Um, actually, um, my wife had the brilliant idea. My wife Kara, she had the brilliant idea. She's so smart. She helps me a lot, and um, she had the idea to do Jacob gets bullied. So we're working together right now, coming up with the storyline. It's in the preliminary stages, but um, that's Excellent. another serious issue: um, bullying Excellent. in schools and and mm-hmm. online. And we, we're we're going to follow up with Jacob gets a with Jacob gets bullied. So we're looking out for that um, in the, in the, in the near future. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a series. You're going to see more topics that we can talk about, that we can discuss, that's going to help um, our community. So, yes, yes. Oh, excellent. And, um, like I said, I'm on, I, I got it. Bullied, bullying, yes, absolutely. And, like I said, you, I know you've got a lot more, so that's perfect. Let's turn now, Rob, to the aspect of not making it seem like it's easy, easy, easy. But one another issue is that you can give our audience some idea of your suggestions for those who might want to write a book, because I believe everybody has a book in them or a story. Okay. Um, for my suggestion would be to really try to focus. I mean, try to focus and try to organize your thoughts and your ideas. Um a lot of talk isn't going to get you anywhere. Um, you really got to develop some type of checklist and start knocking things off the list. Um, you, you, yeah, you really got to... If my, my main suggestion to somebody that's trying to write a book is, you know, cut the BS, stop procrastinating, get focused, get serious, make a checklist, Start knocking things off of that list so that you can ultimately get close to the day when you when you publish. You know what I mean? Um, buy your ISBN code, you know, get it out the way, get the copyrights and stuff done. Stop saying I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, and just do it. I mean, once you get over those first hurdles and, and you get the ball rolling, and you get motivated, and and you can get closer to finally physically having your book with your name on it in your hand. It's a great feeling, actually becoming an author, um, a self-published author, even more so. Um, I took my book to companies, and um, I was offered contract to um to sign my book and to publish it, and um. I thought about that, and I ultimately decided to self-publish it. So, yeah, um, my main suggestion would be to, you know, get up, get out, and, and get it done. No no procrastinating. If you have the ideas, most people that want to publish a book, they they have all of this stuff written down. 
it's just so unorganized, and they, they just need that push. They just need that little bit of organization and that little bit of focus to really point them in the right direction. So my, my, my main suggestion would be just try to really get yourself focused and organized and, and cut the procrastinating and really get over a couple of those hurdles. I would suggest um, buying your ISBN code for your book, and, and that's, a, that's a good way to start because that's that's something official that can really get you going in the right direction. So, you know, try to get your title and get your cover and try to get get your ISBN code and that's a that's a good way to to, to start. So yeah. Okay, great. And you ran us right into my my next uh question relative to that is that I've talked with people also because I have many publishers on my show and they say self publishing has its plus and minus aspects. So give us a general reason, one or two reasons, why you decided to self-publish. Um, I decided to self-publish. What would be the decision, you know, that, that would make you want to self-publish? I mean, I decided to self-publish because it was my first book, and um, it was really personal, and I had a lot to do with it. I just really wanted to own all my royalties. I really didn't want to have to deal with, you know, a company just for this go-round. Not to say, you know, going mainstream yeah. is bad to anybody. Right. You know, if you can get a book deal, then, hey, you know, all praises. Um, right. I just personally decided to self-publish because um, it's a small book. You know, it's not real big. It, you know, if, it, if you got a novel and you got 3,000 pages or something like that, you know, it's different. This is a small book. It was something, a nice little project for my family and myself for us to do. It wasn't going to be too difficult um, financially when we really looked at it. You know, it was like mm -hmm. a no-brainer. You guys can do this. You don't need, you know, you know, um... Yeah, I just decided to go ahead and, and self-publish it because I saw it as something that was that I could accomplish. You know, right down the line, I looked at it and I said, you know, you can do this without the help from anybody. So I did it. I achieved it. Excellent. I, and my audience probably can take note to that, that it was because it was your first book as a pointer. It was something personal to your heart. Number two, you wanted to own all the royalties where they wouldn't take a lot of the money. That's a good point, point three. And right. that make your book maybe small and you'll feel more comfortable as you go along if you want to do something larger. Like I have a 200-page book right. that I have to categorize and put it together in final stages. I would consider that a big book because it has a lot of illustrations in it. Right. So I really have to get a lot of thought to that because, like you said, the money. Right, the and money, the more pages, the more it's going to cost you ultimately yeah. to print your book. So they're going to look at your page count, and they're going to look at that, and they're going to determine your final cost based on the size of your book and the amount of pages in your book. So if you're thinking about self-publishing and you don't have this huge budget, um, make a small book. <laughs> make a small book. <laughs> make a small book. And another another suggestion I would make to anybody new starting out, um, 
if you want to be successful, especially if you're going to sell ebooks and stuff online, um, go and look at the top 100. Like, look at the top 100, the bestsellers, and look at the topics and the categories of those bestsellers, and then oh, you can kind of okay. figure out what type of books people are buying. Now, it may not be your cup of tea. The, yeah. the, the best-selling books might be health and fitness. And that might not be the type of book that you intended on writing. But if you're looking at selling books as a business and you want to be successful and you see that health and fitness is the number one selling book on Amazon or category of book on Amazon, then you might want to do some research. You might want to make a health and fitness book. Just a suggestion. You can see yeah. what books are selling the best and you can focus your efforts towards putting out a book that's in one of those best-selling categories. So, yeah, that's a good tip. Oh, excellent. I'm writing that down, too. That's another episode. Um, okay, that is extremely good. Um, what did you find in your self-publishing that other people need to take note of, that you got your family backing? I think that needs to be put in there. Do you have family backing or somebody that can help you? Because I I am an editor for some people on their books. One girl went to the company to have a book published. She gave it to me, and I read it. Just a brief cursor, I found 88 errors. And this was almost the final copy. Right. Yeah, so that, I had a lot of help. That would be a, a disadvantage when you go to a company to publish if they don't, if you don't go to a real good company. Right. Yeah, because... Um, to put a product out there, out there that has a lot of errors in it. Yeah, the printers, the printers, they don't care. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, reality, the printers do not care. They just print what you send them. So oh, if your errors oh. are in there, the printers are not going to edit your book for you. They don't care. They want it to be easy and simple as possible. They just want to lay it out, and they just want to hit print. So um, I would suggest that you get at least three people to look over your stuff. At least three people. You Some people want to go professional, get it edited professionally, pay a couple extra dollars. That's, that comes out of your budget, so it all depends on your budget, you know, if you want to get it edited professionally. Um, know the complexity and know how detailed of a book that you have. It's a, if it's a lot of pages and it's a lot of detailed information, then you might want to go the professional route. If it's a kid's book and it's only 20 pages and the reading level is not even the adult reading level, then it might be a lot easier of an edit. So you have to look at that as well, you know, um, how serious of a book is it and how much information is in the book is going to determine the potential of mistakes to be made. So you want to look at that, for example. So if it's a simple book, then you might be able to do it on your own, get a couple friends and family to look over it. And if it's more complex, you might want to seek more professional help as far as hiring a professional editor. They have sites online. You can upload your stuff or you can go to somebody professionally. You can, you know, make sure your stuff is protected first, of course, and then you might want to take that route. So, yeah. Okay, we can now start talking before we go off the air. I want you to tell us all of these. I'm going to just outline it 
so you can talk. I'm going to, I want you, I'm, we're going to talk about your marketing strategy. We're going to talk about going on in the new future and what accomplishment goals. So those are the three things I think I want you to get in before we actually come off the air. And how can people reach you? Okay, we're going to start with the first one. Although, Robert, it may be time-consuming, but a necessary factor because we're talking about the bottom line. So what forms of marketing have you used to promote your book? Yeah, you know, that's one of the downfalls to not um, publishing with a company because they have a lot larger budget and they can market your book for you a lot better. Well, it depends on what company you're publishing with. But um, my main marketing strategy so far has been, you know, the Internet and word of mouth, um, you know, using Instagram and using Facebook and things of that nature um, to... um, to, to market my book. Like I said, I've been using um, the interviews from from people of different age groups and different ethnic backgrounds, interviewing people about the topic of corporal punishment. Um, early, early in the process, I figured out that the topic of my book is a lot larger than my book itself. So, um, yeah, lucky me. I'm just able to benefit from the fact that a lot of people are passionate about the topic of corporal punishment in itself and raising kids right and wrong. I'm using that as my marketing strategy to draw attention to my book. You ask people about discipline and corporal punishment and their experiences growing up, and they're automatically passionate about those things. I found that out early in the process. So, um, yeah, by the way, I have a book that's about corporal punishment. You know what I mean? So it's brilliant. It's a brilliant marketing strategy. Um, I think that it's, 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 it's borderline genius, you know, just to have a topic that people are so passionate about, and then your book happens to be about that topic. So, you know, um, it's very important to find something that people are interested in. And um, lucky me, I'm just, I just picked something that people are real interested in. Um, I'm going to have to write more books in the future, and it's not going to be this easy next time. You know what I mean? So to have something that people are so that. passionate about. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I well, think that, 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 that's a good. So I don't think that. Don't say that, because I think you will get it, because it will start coming to you once you get started, like you said before. Like I said, I'm going to keep quiet. And my next question to you is to tell our audience, Robert, uh, what you have going on in the near future and your accomplishments of the goals that you've done so far. You've touched on that, but the way that you have said it, it's, it's so inspirational. I think people need to hear it again. How if you have something that's a passion, just go ahead and start doing So let's tell us more about that. What do you have going on in the near future and the accomplishment goals? That you see. Well, in the near future, I, I definitely want to publish more ebooks. Um, I'm looking for more exposure in the near future. I'm reaching out to some of the television, more um, lines of radio, and um, in the near future, I hope to get out there and to be able to spread more awareness about corporal punishment and to tell more people about Jacob Gets a Spanking. I think that it could be a valuable tool for parents to help teach their kids, you know, um, to be able to share that personal time with them, reading to them, build building that bonding, and um, also um, helping teaching them at the same time. Um, 
I'm in a magazine, um, the DMV um, business directory that was just published. Um, you can um, Google that and search that. Um, it's a magazine that um, talks about black businesses in the DMV. And um, I'm also um, working on a lot of um, professional portraits right now. Um, you can look at my Instagram. Um, follow me on Instagram. It's rk 3 black yeah, that's um, lowercase r, lowercase k, number three, B-L-A-C-K, R-K-3, black on Instagram. You'll check out a lot of my work. You can hire me. I do um, professional portraits, um, very lifelike portraits. Um, I do um, a lot of kids, um, wedding portraits, things of that nature. Check me out. Um, yeah, in the near future, I hope to be um, getting more exposure for my artwork, um, for my book. Um, I'm looking to um, connect with some animators. So if there's anybody out there that's into animation, that's any good. Um, I never really got into animation, just the graphic design side of um, character development and creating characters. So if there's anybody out there that can animate but don't necessarily have the the skills on the character development side, um, re by all means, reach out to me. Um, my email is um, illathreat at yahoo.com that's i l l a t h r e a t illa threat at yahoo.com um reach out to me i'm looking for animators somebody that i can link up and network with yeah oh that sounds absolutely great uh and i don't know if um your wife has told you but my the coordinator of the show which upon a star denise has spoken with your wife and spoken with me, and possibly we can have a book signing. Oh, that would be I wonderful. That would be wonderful. So I told she asked me would I be receptive to that. I said, certainly, because I also do that for authors. I've done a couple of uh, authors who have come to Baltimore, and I have set up a book signing, and I told her I would be more than happy to actually do it for you. So that's something you can write down on, and we can get back with you on that. What I want you to do now for our audience, Robert, is to go down the line and tell us where we can get copies of your book, where we can see the interviews, and how we can get in touch with you. You can also, I think, if you haven't touched with Oprah yet, I think Oprah will be an ideal show for her to do a Skype, you know. Oh, yeah, let you. me text Oprah. I'm going to text Oprah right now while we yeah. live on the air. I'm going to just text her. Real quick, you know, I have Oprah on the text anytime. I can just, you know, that's my home. Okay, good. See <laughs> why that wouldn't, and then she can, um, you know, probably get you on there. So let's go down the line. I said, and and then give us the information about you again. Yeah, well, um, Jacob gets a spanking. It's available now on Amazon.com. Yes, please, Jacob gets a spanking. You can go on Amazon.com. You can download the ebook for two ninety nine. Um, it's available right now, or you can get the paperback. The paperback on there for fourteen ninety nine. Um, download it or, or order the paperback. Ship it right out to you right away. You can enjoy that. Um, you can check me out on Instagram at rk three black on Instagram. That's letter R, letter K, number three 
B L A C K R K three Black on um, Instagram. Um, check me out. Um, you can search um, Jacob gets a spanking on Facebook. Um, like the page. Um, anything that we have going on, we'll we'll have it featured on that page. You'll be able to check us out on there. Um, you can email me. Hit me up at um, illathreat at yahoo dot com. That's I L L A T H R E A T. Illathreat at yahoo dot com. You can email me if you have any questions, comments, anything. Hit me up. Um, if you buy the book on Amazon and you like it, um, please leave a customer review. I would really appreciate that. Leave a customer review. Let me know. Rate it between one and five stars. If you don't like it, tell me you don't like it. I, I can take all the criticism. If you love it, you know, tell me you love it. Um, I really want to try to um, let people know that it is a good book. And um, I really pe- want people to share their experiences that they have um, when they get the book and they get to share it with their families. So I, I really, it really means a lot to me to know um, the experiences that people had when when they purchased my book. So yeah, um, hit me up. I'm be doing some stuff in the near future. Y'all look out for me. And um, peace and love. Robert Kirby the third. Please say the third. And, um, yeah, thank y'all for having me on. I really appreciate it, um, showing me some love. Um, yeah, thank y'all. All right, thank you, Robert. Ladies and gentlemen, this what we had today was an absolutely profound thing. I say thank you again, Robert. We're going to uh, take a break, and when we come back, we'll sign off with Wishing Upon a Star. Thank you, Robert, and have a great day. Hi, again, this is Andal saying thanks for listening to Wish Upon a Star and our broadcast today. We're broadcasting on bbsradio.com, Station 2. You can listen to any of our other previous broadcasts in the archive link. We welcome comments and suggestions at musicradio34 at gmail.com. We can also be heard on and seen on Facebook iTunes, and advertisements on Craigslist. Again, thank you for listening. This is Andale, your host, and Denise Banks, your coordinator, saying, keep reaching for the stars.